0: y'all welcome back to another podcast episode E-ing. okay so i wanted well that was week a <laughs> um so i wanted to talk about the new movie well not, it's not new but like morbius which came out earlier this year i think something like that it is now on netflix so you can watch it on netflix um you know okay so the movie stars matt smith and jared Leto. you can actually reverse that order because jared Leto is the star of the movie um but he plays the main character of, uh, Michael Morbius, and basically he and his best friend Lucian, who is, uh, nicknamed Milo in the film, so it's Michael and Milo, um, are two boys who have a very rare blood disease, or, yeah, blood disease, um, that causes them to obviously be weaker and more, um, susceptible to, like, illness than other people. Um, we are introduced to Milo who comes in, he's the new kid, and Michael is, like, you know, the resident, I guess, you know, child there, um, and the reason why, uh, Lucien gets a nickname of Milo is because there's so many kids that have come before him that have unfortunately passed away, um, that got close to Michael, and so Milo was the name that he gave each and every one of those, uh, children, um... They're bullied and they're teased by, like, the quote-unquote regular kids outside. Uh, so they tell them, like, don't go outside. Because you go outside, you're gonna get bullied by these kids. Uh, and there's a doctor there who basically takes care of all the kids, uh, in the facility. One day, Milo basically, like, collapses. It falls out. And Michael is kind of, like, left... Not really left alone with him, but kind of left to figure out how to help him. He ends up solving, uh what's going on with the machines to keep them alive. And, uh, the, the doctor, resident doctor, C then is like, you know, I can send you to a school in New York for very gifted children. So we're like, oh, X Men. So it's he gets sent to essentially Charles Xavier school for the gifted. I'm assuming, uh, we don't, he, it, like, there's no other mention of that throughout the film, but that's just what we, what we are assuming. Um, now the film doesn't start that way. The film starts with, uh, I believe, I'm sorry, Michael going to Costa Rica and, um, getting, uh, basically like trying to get bit by bats is what ends up happening. Um, he like cuts himself with a blade and he hires a team to, to take him there, whatever, blah, blah, and gets bit by this bat. And that's when we go back to, uh, the, his, his young years. Uh, anyway, so flash forwarding back to now. He's, I think, living. I think he's living in New York or some junk. Um, he's a doctor, obviously, and he is trying to find a cure for his disease and for people like him. He's working with another doctor who really seems to seems to really like him. Uh, Matt Smith's character of Milo is is also getting older, and he's. I'm not really sure what his character is like up to. I know the doctor is now taking care of. I think solely him. Um, but he's, you know, doing well for himself, but they're both, they're both sickly. Um, Michael's character ends up trying to basically, uh, do some lab tests on these, on these mice and, uh, he, it proves to be successful. Um, it's, it, the, the, this is, okay, so let's just talk about certain things. This is a very... I don't want to say standard origin movie, but it, like, it is. And it kind of feels like Marvel films pre-MCU, but also still kind of feels a little bit MCU. It's, like, it just... I liked it. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I liked it. And it it kind of reminded me of, like, like Daredevil. I'm not saying that it's, like, bad, like, Daredevil, but I'm saying that it reminded me of, like, more of the non-MCU origin story movies, um and there's I mean there's action in it for sure there's there's action there's cool scenes cool moments Tyrese is in it too he's one of the detective the detectives and the detectives are like amusing characters I do like Matt Smith's character so much I think he carries the film when it comes to being like like funny because he has moments where like even though he's like the villain he's like funny and he's just interesting I mean, just the the way that he plays the character of, of uh Lucian slash Milo I think is really impressive um Jared Leto, you know, is, is Jared Leto. I think he does a good job too, Um and yeah, like I mean, it's it's very, it's like I hate to say it's like an like an MCU Batman, but it kind of it kind of is, kind of kind of is. And I'm wondering if that's why the film didn't do so well, is because like we just had a Batman movie come out this year too, and then I think Morbius came out after Batman, like a month later or whatever. So I'm wondering if that's why it's like okay, there's so many bats. Around we got like a guy dressed as a bat, and then we have an actual like vampire. Like maybe that's why it didn't do too well. I I really don't know, but honestly, I thought it was a cool film. Um, eventually Morbius starts experimenting on human trials. He makes himself the the first, and that's when he becomes like a vampire on a ship. Um, him and the other doctor on the ship, and then they hired this like this team of like gun for hire guys, I guess, to, to carry it like a cargo ship, and he ends up like going nuts on the ship and killing all of them so he's trying to uh he has he has obviously because he's a vampire he has a need for blood but he's not just any vampire like he can walk out in the sun he can do all that stuff so he's not like like a dracula vampire which they do mention and bring up in this but um so anyway he has this thing for blood specifically like human blood and he knows that he can't like live like that so he's eating off artificial blood but it's not really working for him. Like he, it works for like six hours, but he knows what he craves anyway. So at some point, um, the detectives get involved and like, Hey, there's these like dead people on this boat. What's going on? You two doctors were on the boat. So something must've happened. Um, he ends up going back to his practice and Matt Smith's character comes to see him and is like, you know, Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Sees that something obviously has changed. He's stronger. He's, he's no longer weak. Something has happened and that's when he realizes, oh, he's doing experiments on himself here. He's found a cure for our disease, which is what he's been trying to do. So Matt Smith's character is like, you know, don't let me die. You know, we're, we're living on borrowed time here. Like, do not let me die. And you no know, Morbius is like, get out of here. I mean, the mistake. I, I don't wish this on anyone. Get out. Let like, basically just leave. So anyway, um, later on, I think that same night, something happens to one of the doctors or well, like the nurses in the facility. And she's drained of all her blood, which is basically how, you know, how they eat, they drink every last bit of blood. Um, and then Morbius wakes up in a patient's room and he hears that, like, someone has died and but he doesn't remember, like, I don't remember killing this, this nurse, I wouldn't do that, you know, like, everyone that I've, like, harmed has been someone who's, like, a bad person, this is not someone I would have harmed. So anyway, um, he's trying to leave the facility, Tyrese and the other officer, Like detain him, so then he ends up in prison. Um, And that's when Nassim's character comes again to visit him, and is like, I know you wouldn't do this. There's no way you would do this, blah, blah, blah. And he appears the way that he's always appeared, until he drops like the vial of blood, and is like, here, I have this for you, because obviously the homie's in jail. He can't get out. Please, I have this for you. Blah, blah. He leaves behind a cane as well, and then he walks out. And Michael's kind of like, the fuck? Like, you've been, like, they've been using crutches and canes their whole life. So he's like, Homie just walked out of here with no cane, like, oh shit. And that's when he realizes, oh crap, he got into my shit, and now he's a vampire too. And so that's when he, like, Maximus' character, you finally see him, like, change and, like, go off and, you know, blah. And then he ends up attacking some guy down the street, knowing that, like, knowing that Michael's character, or, I'm sorry... Knowing that Michael, his you know uh, Morbius is going to break out of prison and come find him, that's the whole point of him doing that and leaving the king behind, so letting him know like, "Gotcha! I'm even though you didn't want me to be, I am one of you now." So anyway, he ends up killing the guy at the uh, the newsstand, and they you know Michael uh, Michael gets out. They end up going like battling each other fighting it's just it's crazy they fight like into the subway all the shit and like all these cops get involved and stuff which is like he just broke out of prison i'm like full you just broke out of prison get out of your fucking jumpsuit like just stop just stop so anyway they end up fighting uh down in the subway killing like i think like six cops like not michael but like milo killing like six cops to get away and stuff and so it's just it's a lot (laughs) It's a lot. And Michael has to obviously go into hiding because he cannot be seen, which means the other doctor he's been working with, who's kind of his love interest, um, she's like being looked at either by the detectives or even by Milo because Milo's jealous of the relationship. Milo is like, I don't know, he turns into this like brat over time, I guess. He just becomes, like, a brat. Like, he wants to be the doctor's favorite as in, like, the guy that took care of them. He wants to be his favorite. He wants to take everything that Michael has for whatever reason. Like, he's just really, really, like, butthurt about Michael. Like, he wants to be Michael's only person. And one thing I will say that I love about this is I love the male relationship in this movie because, like, they allow males to just kind of, like, you can be best friends. You can have, like, a quote-unquote romance without being together, and that's kind of what I actually appreciate about this film, like, it's, it's very, like, heavy on the male relationships, like, Milo and Michael, um, Milo and the doctor, like, like, they get very, very close to each other, they get, like, touchy or whatever, but they're not, like, t- they're not together, right, like, and I, I actually kind of like that, because I feel like in a lot of, like, other superhero movies, everyone's just, like, bro fist, bro brofist, and it's just, like, okay, but, like, that's not, I don't know, like, I a lot of the men in my life I'm very, very close to, like, you know, that are not gay. And so I think it's kind of... There's something about, like, that that I love. That they're letting them be brothers. And it's, like, it's not, you know, anyway homoerotic. It's just them being you know, brothers. Like, Milo is very jealous of everyone in Michael's life. But, like, I think it's because he wants to be, like... Because, I mean, they were... At one point, all they had was each other. And then the doctor, who was, like, their father. So, I get, like, where he's coming from. Like, my... You know, Michael obviously spent so much time away from them as he went to the school for the gifted. So... There are many years of his life where it was just him and the doctor. And then he was being teased by those kids outside. So all he really had was Michael. So enter this new doctor who Michael is obviously having feelings for. And he's like, oh, so you are going to be, you know, you're kind of in between. You're a roadblock, basically, in our relationship. Anyway, so um, at some point, like Michael realizes I have to stop this. Like, I don't really want to be this. But also, I can't have Milo out here killing people. So he tries to um, create basically, like, a a toxin to kill them both, um, in case something does go wrong. Um, Milo ends up going back to the doctor who, you know, raised them, and basically killing the doctor, um, to kind of call out Michael, like, basically saying, like, I'm the only one that you have left in your life, um, which brings them to, like, the final fight of the the two of them, and I want to make sure I'm not leaving out anything before I get to the end of this movie. Um... I should have said spoilers all over this. I'm sorry. Well, I mean... I'll put it in the title. Obviously. Spoilers. Um... Am I forgetting things? Am I forgetting anything that's like... I don't think so. I don't think I'm forgetting too much. Too much. Anyway. So, yeah. Um... Final Fight Time. So, basically... Milo ends up... Um... Kidnapping the doctor. The the girl that... That, uh... Michael likes. And ends up... Like, essentially... Killing her. But not... Really... Uh, my uh, Morpheus ends up getting there and trying to save her life. They end up kissing. She bites him and basically, like, takes, absorbs some of his blood, makes him bleed so she can, like, you know, become a vampire too to help him out or whatever. Um, and then it's just down to the two. It's down to Michael and Milo and they end up going to, like, into, like, a sewer or some shit. And Milo, ha- Michael's really, like, harnessed his powers where I think Milo hasn't. He just, I need to feed. I need to feed. I need to feed. Uh, where Milo is kind of, like, embracing sort of being a bat like the bats have kind of like welcomed him in as a brother and so he kind of uses their force to like fight off milo and it's kind of cool like there are moments in the movie where he's like flying but he's flying based off of like the trajectory of something so for example like when they're in the subway and there's a fighting scene he kind of like rides the wind of the force of the speed of the subway um and so he essentially does that with the bats too like he kind of like rides the wind of the bats and uses them to like project them at Milo, and that's just really cool. And also, Milo is kind of stronger because Milo is feeding off of blood, not artificial blood. So it's kind of cool how that how that works out and how that happens. Um, and so yeah, final fight time. They end up fighting each other, fighting each other. Obviously, you know, Michael has to put Milo down, and so he ends up doing so. And it's kind of it's a, it's a somber moment because you kind of feel bad for, in my opinion, you kind of feel bad for Milo because. But, like, you know, their whole lives they've had to worry about dying. Like, death has always been a huge factor in their lives. That they've, in the fact that they've made it as far as they have, is like impressive too. But, like, they've always been worried about death. That's always been a thing for both of them. And so you feel for Milo because you're just like, all the guy wanted to do was live. And he finally got a chance to kind of do that, but it turned. And I, like, I, it just, it sucks. It sucks so bad. Um, So, he ends up dying, and we end up, like, just cutting to, I guess, Morpheus, or Morbius like, flying off. Uh, The detectives do know that there is a second guy, so they know that some of these killings are not done by Milo, or, uh, I'm sorry, Michael. So, they kind of, I, I feel like they kind of factor, like, okay, obviously, like, the more, like, I'm only killing bad guys thing must be Michael, but the I'm killing innocent people who shouldn't be getting killed is milo i think they kind of figured that out from the like from the footage of the bar fight and all that stuff they see they kind of like okay duck that there's obviously there's they deduce that there's two different guys um and then we cut to some cut scenes which are kind of awesome We have two cut scenes uh one of them takes place i mean they both take place after um uh spider-man no way home is that what that one is called is that what it's called? No Way Home. Sure. Um, okay. So they have, they both take place after No Way Home. Uh, the first cutscene ends up uh, Michael Keaton ending up in like a jail cell. I think the same one that Morpheus w- or Morbius was in earlier. Um, and he gets released because they're kind of like he just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Like you see like the sky like break like how it does in No Way Home, uh, and he just like appears in the jail cell. So they end up releasing him, letting him go. Um, and then he ends up, like, Morbius ends up driving out to the desert for some reason, and then he gets to a certain spot, and that's when we see, uh, Michael Keaton's character in his, like, costume, um, telling him, like, hey, you know, Spider-Man brought me to this universe, blah, 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 I think you and I, guys like you and me, me and you should team up, and that's kind of how that ends. Uh, I don't think there's another cutscene after that, so there's the two cutscenes that Michael Keaton are in, um, and, or is in, and it's cool, it's, it's... I enjoyed the movie for what it was. It, it's not on the level of an MCU movie, meaning that it's... It, it's its own thing. I Really, honestly, Morbius is its own thing. Go into it, like, knowing that, yeah, it's attached to these universes, but don't go into it thinking, like, oh, it's going to feel like a Marvel film, because it doesn't. It has its own feel. Like, it, well, it feels like pre-MCU Marvel, in my opinion. Like I said, it feels like more of an origin story movie that... Like, okay, for example, Shang-Chi and Black Panther. Those are origin films, but there's so much going on in each film that they don't really feel like origin movies in a way. You know, like, you know, origin movies have a a a certain type of feel to them, a flow to them where they have to explain a lot and they have to do a lot of this and a lot of that and not the most interesting of things happen, right? Like there's... In my opinion, a lot of the the opening films for for non MCU Marvel movies or like before Marvel or before MCU was a big thing. Um, a lot of those origin movies took a lot of time to explain things, especially the ones that have to do with science. Like like Eric Van hulk for example. There's a lot of moments in this. I'm like, this really could have been cut down. It's very sciencey. Okay, yeah, I love that. And then, I mean, this movie does the same thing. But to me, I just think it's it was interestingly done, and I don't understand any of the negativity that Morbius has received, other than the fact that I think a lot of people, again, are going in this with the MCU formula and thinking that like, okay, you know, the MCU formula should be how Marvel films are done. Now, I'm not saying that that's what I agree with. I'm saying I think that's what a lot of people think. And so when they go into something that's not quite like that formula, they're like, okay, well, I don't want to watch this because I've been so used to action, 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 and less... Explaining and more action, action, action. And it's like, with with origin films, you kind of have to explain, especially when movies like this where you're not like, if you don't read comics or you don't pay attention to Spider-Man, you might not know who Morbius is. So if you don't know who that character is, this is kind of an explanation as to who they are and what they have to do and with these interesting powers because we haven't really seen something like Morbius before, you know? On the MCU side, like I said, it is—it has its Batman moments, but it also has like it's—it's it's, its own thing. I really can't explain any more than that. Like, go into it, it, it wanting to see something different, um, and knowing that like it's an MCU world film somewhere. It fits in with it somewhere, but don't don't try not to associate the MCU with this movie, and just be surprised. Cause I went in thinking that it was gonna be terrible, and I was like, "This is, I don't see where this is terrible, like at all." Like I thought it was gonna be so bad, and it really wasn't. I actually ended up enjoying the film. I I watched it for what it was, and I was like, "I like this actually." Like, could it have been better? Possibly. Was it bad? No. I liked this movie. Same thing with the Venom movies. I didn't think the Venom movies were bad at all. I liked them both in their own ways. I don't think I even reacted to uh, Venom Two, but I liked it. It was good. Um, maybe I did, maybe I did react to Venom 2. I can, can I look that up now? I don't know. Um, but I actually did like Venom 2, or I thought, I thought it was good. So, I just, I don't understand the negativity, except for the fact, I just think that a lot of people, and I think this is what's bad about the MCU in a way, is that like, not the MCU itself, but the fandom, I think. I think there are fans who, if it's not MCU, they just won't watch, and it's like, Limiting yourself in that way, you kind of... And I mean, that goes with DC, though, as well. Like, a lot of people don't watch the DC films because they're not Marvel. And it's like, there's some really good DC films. They're they're not done in the, Mar- the Marvel or MCU format. But just because it's not done in an MCU format or doesn't feel MCU doesn't mean that it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's just... I feel like MCU is just too oversaturated in the way that people gauge superhero films now is how does it relate to the MCU? What is it? What makes it like the MCU movies? Cause I want to go see that. And it's like, those are what they are. Watch this for what it is, not what you want it to be, if that makes sense. And I think you'll enjoy the movie. I liked Morbius. I thought it was cool. Um, and I was actually, I was impressed because I thought it was going to be bad and it's, it's actually not bad. It's not a bad movie at all. And I would love to see more from this character, and I want to see him interacting with one of the three Spider-Men. Um, now that we know, I mean, his spider-you his, know, his universe, because of uh Michael Keaton's character, knows of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, so who knows wh- who they're gonna fight? I, I heard Andrew Garfield might come back and Toby might come back, so we don't know who he'll end up fighting because he's in a different you know, you know, what I'm saying they're in different universes, so we're not even sure. Which Spider-Man he may end up ever taking on or joining up with. I'm I'm really excited to see what that's gonna ha- what's gonna happen with that. Um, but yeah, I, I really think this is a good movie. This and Venom too. I think if you are Spider-Man fans and you like No Way Home, watch these two films because these are a part of that universe. So at some point you're gonna have to watch them anyway. But I mean. Again, I enjoyed these two films. I I would like to see more of Morbius, and it'd be cool to see him in a a Venom film coming up. That would be pretty awesome. But yeah, definitely give it a watch. Now that it's on Netflix, I do think we're gonna see more opinions about it because a lot of people, and myself included, still don't feel like going to the movies. We're not comfortable going to the movies, or it costs too much, or whatever. For me, I really can't get time off because I'm there. I'm dude. I work all the time. So going to the movies, I didn't even see Love and Thunder in theaters because I could not go to the movies. Like, I don't have time. So when a streaming service is able to give me a movie, I'm like, cool, I can watch this at home. I can watch this before work. I can. It's convenient for me than having to go and, and take time and book a seat in a theater and pray to God that the person next to me doesn't have COVID, right? Like, that, I don't want to do that. So I, I'd rather just watch it at home or watch it at work or whatever. And yeah, like, I mean, honestly, to me, I know a lot of people who went to go see Morbius had negative things to say about it. I'm watching it now going, where? I don't see how this is a bad movie. I actually like this. So I'm hoping that, you know, now that it's on Netflix, now that it's on something that most people have or a lot of people have, that we'll start to see better reviews for it. And that maybe they'll even push for a a sequel. I don't know if a sequel is coming or not, because this film did not do what they wanted it to do. And that happens sometimes. But again, I, I feel like... When you're limiting the audience to see it, then that's, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like not everybody wants to go to the movies anymore. Not every, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles because a lot of people have families and a family, if we're going to the movie theater, is very expensive, right? But if you can watch a movie at home, it makes it much cheaper. and. I'm waiting for, now that it's on Netflix, I'm waiting for more people who actually took it to take a chance and watch it and see what their review is. And hopefully it's a positive one because I liked this, like I said, and I'd want to see more from Morpheus. I would not want a Morbius. I'm sorry, I keep saying his wrong name wrong. Morbius. I would not want to see Jared Leto not play this character again because of the reviews the film you know, the theatrical release did. I want to, hopefully, if it gets like a cult following on Netflix, maybe we'll see this character come back, played by him, and we can continue this storyline, because I think that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, anyway, that's the end of what I really have to say. I thought it was a decent film, um, better than decent. I I think the actors in it did a really great job, uh, with what they were given. I don't think the story was bad at all. Um, it's, it's got really cool moments in it, like I said, um, the, the fighting scenes, the action scenes were, were pretty fun. Uh, they caused a lot of damage, but every superhero film, there's so much damage caused. I'm just like, bro... There's so like the the money that people have to spend to rebuild these things you're damaging. I know it's a movie, but I'm still thinking like that's just me. Even growing up watching Lilo and Stitch, every time Stitch like messed up something, I was like, "You motherfucker, dude! If Nani has to pay one more fucking bill because of you, I'm put putting him to sleep, put him to sleep, and put Lilo in like a fucking I don't know just make her a bad smell. Make them both a bad smell in the basement. If that's the case, like, stop fucking up my house. So I'm, I'm that person. I grew up with Family Matters. Anytime Steve Urkel fuck things up, I'm like, make him a bad smell. You're a cop. You'll get away with it. Like, I'm just like, do something. I don't know. I just, I hate it. Anyway, more is now on Netflix. You can watch it there. I think it was really good. I hope you guys give it a chance. Um, and yeah, that's the end of this. I'll see you guys next time. Bye Bye.